everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with my friend, Sarah Chank. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Hi, Blair. I'm good. How's Thanks it going? Thanks so much for... I'm doing well, too. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, I'm excited to hear about your job and your journey and what you've been doing um, since I last saw you. It's been forever. How long has it yeah. been? Like, Oh, gosh. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> right? Like maybe yeah. like seven years or something? Yeah. Um, and I think we've seen each other here and there, but we right. haven't you know, sat down in a while. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sarah and my husband, David, went to Georgia Tech together. Um, mm-hmm. And I also know Sarah from a campus ministry that if you listened to my first episode, you would know that I was a part of. A part of. Um, Sarah was also involved in that ministry. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, like, we spent a lot of time together in college. But like I said, we lost touch. But Sarah is here today to tell me about her job and how she got where she is today. Uh, currently, she is an assistant marketing and event production manager at Warner Media. Um, yeah. So Sarah, could yeah. you tell me a little bit about what assistant marketing and event production manager does and what that title even is? <laughs> So I'd say this title has kind of constantly evolved here and there. Um, I originally came in like as a marketing coordinator and it just kind of kept evolving based on what what the needs were of the team. And so um, I work on the marketing team for Turner Classic Movies, which is a network that shows classic films. Um, Yeah. And so um, I think if people always ask me, what's the definition of what a a classic movie is? Is, but I think that's very subjective. It, I think, you know, a classic movie for my parents wouldn't be the same classic movie as it is for, you know, um, the children of these days. Right. And so I think it's very subjective, but we show films from all eras. Um, but to sum it up, my role is basically like a project manager for the marketing department. So oh, if there's okay. an initiative that needs like some sort of promotion, um, our team kind of comes with a marketing strategy And then uh, depending on what's needed for that specific initiative, I'll work with various teams to gather those items or those assets, so to say. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, okay. (laughs) So basically you're a project manager then. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Well, first of all, I love Turner Classics. I I don't have cable anymore, but when I did, um, I do remember turning on this channel but um I didn't I did ask you I think when right when I um asked you to even do this podcast and interview um you were mentioning the the name Warner Media Mm -hmm. it changed right it did so it used to be Turner uh broadcasting Uh and then AT&T bought um Turner Broadcasting and Time Warner for like its content um which evolved into HBO Max, the streaming application. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so they have like, they own all like the CNN, HBO, um, all the networks under Turner Broadcasting, which is like Cartoon Network, Boomerang, uh, Turner Classic Movies, TBS, TNT. Um, so yeah. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so you... it's now that new name is Warner Media. Okay, I see. So you just work under the Turner Classic Movies part of the Warner Media. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what does your day-to-day even look like then? Um, so day-to-day, I feel like it's 
it is kind of it, it's like the project managing role um so i i guess to put it in layman terms or just yes. an example please, please. um <laughs> <laughs> so um not that this is the case because I work in classic movies, so it's, you know, filmed from the past. But let's say there's like a new movie coming out, you uh-huh. know, um, and the marketing team would be the ones to kind of come with a strategy on how to promote this new movie. So that could be like, oh, we need to have trailers out, you know, to show people on television and maybe have billboards placed on the highway or digital ads, you know, like when you're looking on a web browser, you see little ads on the side or even on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see kind of like sponsored ads or all these things pop up that you didn't originally know you subscribed to. Sure. Yeah. And so um, we'll come up with a strategy on what's needed to help promote this movie. And so that may entail all of those kinds of, we'll call them assets. Um, And so my role would be, let's work with each of these teams that produce these kinds of assets. So it would be like, we have an editing team that creates the trailers and we'll have a digital team that creates those digital ads and like a print creative team that works on like the billboards. And so I'll work with each of them to get all of those created and then kind of route them to where they need to go for this whole campaign, so to say. And so my day-to-day is just constantly kind of managing these specific projects for a specific, I guess, initiative, so to say. Yeah. Okay. So is part of your job too to come up with them, like with ideas as well in order to promote the films yeah. that are being broadcasted? I would say so. And so like, um, so when we have these initiatives out there, we also need to track how well they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, like, so there'll be some sort of way, like if it's a digital ad, there will be, if you click on that ad, we have some, like a program that shows, oh, this, these are how many clicks we got, or these are how many people that actually registered to go watch this movie. They signed up and bought a ticket to go watch this movie. And so based on those kinds of data statistics, we'll have a report monthly to see what worked and what did it. And so when our team comes together, um, including myself, we'll all kind of discuss based on the report, like, oh, um, I think, you know, in the past campaign, this worked well. And so for this kind of initiative, I think it's best to work on to use these kinds of assets that work the best for this new initiative, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. That sounds yeah. really exciting. I <laughs> kind of feel like I would like this job, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it's because it also has to do with movies too, because I've always, that's what I study. Yeah. But um, okay, so like, was this always like your plan to be in this marketing kind of project managing role or what did you study at Georgia Tech? I don't even know, honestly. <laughs> um, I Not at all, honestly. I think when I was in high school, I didn't even know what majors were offered. Uh-huh. So, um, but I think I just, it was a journey. I, I'd say I wanted to like have a job where I knew that I wanted to help people and make some sort of difference. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. Um, like, I didn't know the details of, I want to do exactly this, but I was like, I want to help people and make a difference, but I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the first thing I thought about was the medical field, because, you know, that's the way to do it. It's so tangible. You see that you're physically impacting someone. Um, and I also loved kids. So I was like, I'm going to be a pediatrician. <laughs> so I went to Georgia Tech actually with a biology major. Uh-huh. And um, 
yeah. And I was like, you know, and then it was actually like, I chose biology because um, it kind of checked off all the requirements needed to go to medical school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Um, but I think throughout school, I couldn't get myself to love those science classes mm-hmm. um, that were required for medical school. And it's not like, you know, you need to love those classes to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. But I think for myself, um, personally, I just didn't feel like it was went, it was right for me, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and I felt like I was forced to take those classes because I just already made the decision of being a biology major. So I need to go with it. Yes, um, I know that <laughs> feeling. Oh, I was like, gosh. let's keep okay. going. Yes. And so I think um, I did that for like a year and a half. And honestly, my grades weren't good. And I think it was because first I didn't care for it. Um, but I just think it just didn't, I wasn't interested in learning about it mm. at all. Um, but as time went on, I thought, oh my gosh, like, what if I don't even get into medical school with these grades? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with a biology major. And so, um, I went for the most generic major and I was like, let's just do business. Cause everywhere business is so generic. Everyone needs business in some way. Um, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, let me do business. Um, <laughs> not that I knew what that was at the time. I was just like, yeah, sure. Um, so I majored, I changed my major to business, but I kept a minor with like a pre-medical track so that if I, if I um, do need to go to medical school, I still have the credits needed to go. Okay, so let I me did stop that. you real quick. Yeah. You, said, you said, if I do need to go to medical school. Right. So like in your head, in your head, were you just kind of thinking... Like as far as like practicality or yeah. like your parents, or I'm just curious to what that thought process was. I think it was the idea that um, what if business doesn't work out either? Okay, okay, okay. No, no, <laughs> like, I have a backup. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I, was, I think it was like one of those ideas. And I was like, oh, if I need to go, I need to, I need to have a fallback either way. So let me just dip my toes in both fields kind of thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, And I thought maybe like even business and maybe pre-med could go together. Like maybe I could be on the business side of the medical field. I don't know. And so I was just yeah, okay, that's (laughs) just playing with both of these thoughts, like not knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Um, But the more, I guess I took business classes, I think the more I enjoyed them. Um, And if you are a business major, you kind of have to take like the basic like the general classes of each concentration, so to say. So within business, there's finance, um, there's accounting, there's marketing, there's human resources, there's supply chain. And so there's so many different fields within business that you can go into, Mm -hmm. but we had to take basically like the most generic basic class of each field. Um, And I think that was just kind of the core classes getting into the major. And so when I first took one of each class, marketing classes were just the ones that drew me to actually want to learn oh, and know more. Yeah. Not that I was like, oh, like marketing sounds great. It was just more, I think it was just the idea of understanding people's thoughts and decision-making and, and their buying behavior to products. I think that was just like, oh, that's that's interesting to me because it had to deal with people in some right. way. Okay, so, so, okay, sorry. I just, no. um, as you're talking, like so many thoughts are running through my head, but, yeah. um, you know, I actually, now that I think about it, until you said that description, maybe I don't really know what marketing, 
like studying marketing really is. So mm-hmm. it is the study of how people are reacting to what's being marketed or. Yeah, I think it's just the process of like identifying like a need and determining how to meet them, if that makes sense. So it's like yes. the idea of understanding people's thoughts and then also like how can you meet those needs okay. in a way. That's re- so, yeah, that sounds like really cool. Like yeah, so it's like in. Yeah. So it's like it's like um I'm trying to explain it better. I think marketing is like it's like knowing who you are and how how you're gonna communicate that to people. So if like a business or a product is the what, then marketing is like how. Does that make sense? Yes, that's a really okay. good explanation. I like that. Okay. All yeah. right. Continue. <laughs> yes, you liked marketing. Sorry. I liked the No, you're fine. Um yeah, I think just the more classes I took, the um, marketing classes I took, I think I was actually interested in getting to know more of it. And so um, I, just to confirm that I liked it enough, I think I started to apply to internships in the field. Oh, and um, that's smart. Yeah. And so I was like, let me just do one internship and see what it's, what marketing really is. Um, but yeah, and so that's kind of where it started. Um, but I'd say more so than that I think it became a faith journey mm-hmm. I would think um and I hope that's okay to share too I don't know no absolutely um, yeah okay um so in college I came to follow Jesus faithfully and I was just growing in my faith and um so I had a heart to want people to know of this love of God mm-hmm. um and towards the end of college I thought you know the only way to do it is become like a missionary and so an opportunity came about in my campus ministry to go on like a one-year stint, which is like a short-term missions. Um, and I, so I was conflicted in this season of, you know, um, I'm like doing this internship of marketing. I, I enjoy it, but I also want people to know the love of God. And do I become a missionary? And then I'm also sitting here like, but I love helping people and I want to make a physical impact. So I want to be a pediatrician. And so I have these three options laid out. Interesting. Um, Yeah. So, and I'm sitting here taking science classes that I'm clearly failing at. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm and then I have this one year short-term missions opportunity that I'm like, oh yeah, that looks so good. Like who wouldn't want to do that? And then I have this marketing field where I'm like, it's fun and it's nice, but I just, I don't know where that would go, you know? Um, and I think my confliction specifically was because I was comparing myself to other people. Mm. Um, so I'm seeing people like a lot of my friends, I actually graduated a semester or two later than a lot of my friends too. And so, um, I see all these people working corporate, nice corporate jobs, making really good money. Um, and I didn't know if that's exactly what I wanted to do because I'm sitting here conflicted with these three options. And I'm like, how is that sharing the gospel? How is that helping people? Mm -hmm. Because again, I thought there's only one way to to do that. One way to help people, one way to share the gospel. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I was just conflicted and I was kind of going, running through my thoughts. But then um, during that season, actually a pastor gifted me with tickets to a leadership conference. Um, And What, what was the conference? catalyst and so um and during that conference there was actually a speaker and he was a christian rapper lecrae might have heard of him (laughs) Uh 
Um, and he was sharing that the reason why he became a rapper was because everything in the world belongs to God, um, and especially music. Music was created to worship God, um, but you know, with sin, music became an avenue to worship self and money or materialistic things. And so he was called to share truth into this field, um, the love of God through music. And so that convicted me, and I felt that that was where God was calling me to understand and realize there are a multitude of ways to evangelize. There's multitude of ways to help people. Even wow. in doing these corporate types of jobs, God can use me to do the same, to show the love in places like corporate offices. And maybe even in these places, um, it's an actual area where he's needed the most possibly. Yeah. Um, and so when I'm first looking for this job, first, first looking for a job, I had this mindset of, I need to know exactly um, what I want to do. And I need to love that exact job. Uh -huh. you know? um, and so I think that's why I was so conflicted with these three options. Cause I'm like, you know, like I love sharing the gospel, but mm -hmm. I don't know if I love marketing, but I love helping people. And so I'm sitting here with these, these three conflictions. Um, but I realized like, how do I ever know without trying, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so, um, yeah, so when I started doing these marketing internships, I was like, I guess I need to keep trying, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think like in my first internship, um, I was still in that season of confliction. Um, but then there was a time where God just, you know, he was asking of me to just trust him and take a leap of faith and step forward and that he would pave that path. Um, and since I enjoyed marketing classes and I enjoyed this one internship, um, he was like, just go with it, you know? And so I took one internship to the next, um, which led to like freelance opportunities and it eventually led to a full-time job. And I think that's just kind of where it led to where I am today. I think each job was just a stepping stone to where I got. Um, and I learned and I'm still learning what I enjoy and what I don't. But I also think that's a continuous journey that you discover, so... No, yeah. absolutely. Wow. That, you know, you're what you were sharing about um, what Lecrae had said at that Catalyst conference. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I may have heard it somewhere oh, yeah. um, like after the conference. But when you were talking about it, I got kind of the chills because, you know, it just made me feel a certain way in the sense that, yeah, like you know, pursuing the things that you love mm -hmm. and want to do um, and understanding that you're called to a certain place, um, but ha needing the faith to just really go after it is is kind of what this podcast is all about, you know, mm. um, desiring uh, things, you know, not just for yourself, but knowing who mm. you are in God and once you identify like, yeah, this is who I am in God and God is going to use me no matter where I go. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I really want people to know. And that, and I love how you say, you know, you're still learning. You're still kind of discovering what it is that you're passionate about. But where you are right now, you understand that this is the season of life. Mm. And um, so for me, I'm like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, this journey that you've been on. Mm. Um, I'm curious, Sarah, uh, when did you start your internships in the field of like marketing and things like that? How old were you? What year of school were you in? I would say it was like my sophomore, um, soft, like right after my sophomore year of mm -hmm. college that summer, 
I think is when I first started internships. I feel like you got a really good jump start on it though. I did because I think that was, you know, where I was like, I've seen all these people have, I I don't know, Georgia Tech students, they just get their internships their freshman year. And I'm (laughs) like, right. (laughs) So I was like, everyone already knows what they're doing. And I was sitting here like, I don't know what I'm doing. So if I'm going to do be a business major, let me at least figure out is marketing what I want. And so I just kind of took that first internship. And then that just kind of led to more marketing internships versus me trying other things because I enjoyed it. And so I was like, let me just keep going with this. And so yeah, yeah, your, you know, your internship, um, where was your first internship at? It was at an event marketing agency, experiential event marketing agency um, called Ignition. Okay. And so from there, like, you know, how did your roles change throughout, like, to where you got to be this project manager? Like, in previous internships, were you project manager or? No, I don't think so at all. I mean, maybe a little. There was, like, some ways where I would route different assets, but Uh it wasn't, like, a one-time deal. I think it was, like, every internship, I learned different things because marketing is such a broad such a broad term. Like, I think my first internship was in event marketing. So particularly when there are events that were put on, um, I would go and be kind of like an assistant in that event, like running errands, basically. Uh, Right, right. And then um, I've been there, like a PA kind of person, like yeah, assistant kind of person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then my next role internship was kind of like, at like a bigger retailed corporation where they sold specific products. Okay. And so like, in that kind of role, I was, you know, doing paperwork, like just, you know, running papers back and forth to different departments, but it wasn't necessarily creative material. Mm. Um, and then that kind of led to, you know, different roles. So every, I guess, role that I had, it played a different area of marketing. So I kind of was able to touch a lot of different things. Um, and then kind of for me to grasp what I liked and did it. Um, and then I worked at another ad agency where I actually talked to clients. And so it's kind of like a, almost like a consulting role. Okay. And then I realized, okay, like through this client role, I was also kind of passing projects back and forth from the client to our internal team. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I kind of started to think through, oh, project management. And then, yeah, that's kind of where it led to where I am. Awesome. Um, So like, I don't know. I just feel like the role that you have at Warner Media is mm-hmm. um like not an easy one to get. <laughs> right? Like I mean, yeah. You know, I feel like it's really competitive and especially mm-hmm. in um in the world of broadcast. Yeah. So how did you end up where like at Warner Media in this position? Um man, I <laughs> I would just say it was God, which is really hard to, I think it's hard to describe. I, I, I was in a season actually previous, previous to my role here, I was at a season um, at another job where I felt I was just depleted and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what more I could give to that role itself. I was like, I don't think I'm growing here. I don't think I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um, And so I just kind of looked around and I was actually talking to my manager, supervisor at the time at that role. And she was just very encouraging and sharing, you're good at this. And she would kind of give me advice on the things that I'm good at. 
um, cause I didn't know at the time where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and she just kind of poured a lot of encouragement into me and was sharing what you're, what I'm good at. And I think something like this would work for you. And mm-hmm. so I started researching based on, you know, what she shared and that kind of led to this kind of role. And I applied and <laughs> first time go around, I just got an interview and it just happened. So, oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. It was, it was um, unexpected. It was really, yeah. Okay. So Sarah, I'm going to ask you a question that might make you feel uncomfortable, but I feel like it is really important for people to know. Um, yeah. The reason it might make you feel uncomfortable is because you're going to have to talk about yourself in a way that is like not humble. Okay. <laughs> so like, so cause I'm curious because like, you know, you're, yeah. you know, the, you're the person that was um, kind of mentoring you, I guess, or, you mm-hmm. know, um, in in a leadership role above you was telling you these things that you're good at, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, what are some of these things that she had pointed out to you? Because I feel like it's important uh, for me to know and for the people listening to know, because, yeah. you know, if they are self-aware mm-hmm. and they know that, oh, you know what, I'm good at these things too, maybe this is something that they'd be interested in. Yeah. So, you know, brag um, away, tell me. <laughs> What are you good at? <laughs> she, she just shared that I learn quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very organized um, and I'm good at like process flow. So I kind of like look at the big picture, understand the big picture. And then I hone in on the small parts mm-hmm. and work with that process to get to the big picture. Um, so I'm good at planning mm-hmm. and it's something. She said I'm good at numbers, which I didn't believe so. But I believe <laughs> she said it. I yeah she sounds good at numbers so she's like you're really good at data like maybe data analytics like analyzing numbers Mm -hmm. and that kind of led me to marketing analytics and understanding how I shared earlier about we have to understand how well specific assets do in our campaigns for us to know if we should do that exact strategy the next time Mm -hmm. and so she was like you're good at looking at those numbers and analyzing them Mm -hmm. and so I think that those kinds of things kind of led me to decide where to go, I guess. And so, yeah, yeah, that's great, man. I, yeah. Everything you said is like, I feel like that resonates well. It's what I remember of you. Very organized, oh. efficient, um, <laughs> yeah. knows how to get the job done. Um, so I'm sure you are just thriving where you are right now, Sarah. Um okay. Okay, so another question that came to mind yeah. while we're talking. Um, so now that you're at this, how long have you been with Warner Media then? Three years, about oh, okay. a little over. That's quite some time. Yeah, um, not too long. So I like, feel still like um, I'm still new, but oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so um, the well, okay, sorry, sorry, I got mm. I lost my train of thought. Um, When, okay, so at this job, mm-hmm. are there any, like, has there been any obstacles or, like, realizations where you feel like things have been really challenging for you as a project manager? Like, what what kind of things do you feel like are a struggle for you in this job? Um, hmm. I would say um, every day can be the same. <laughs> But I think especially working in a corporate role, I think it's like a routine at times, you know, like you are, 
it's even though every project is, I guess, a different initiative, it's like you're doing the same thing. Basically, you're you're moving things along to different teams and making sure they're getting to where they need to be on time. Uh-huh. And that can be very repetitive and can be mundane, I, I would say. Um, but I would, I think that it's just kind of finding the joy in the mundane too. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking to a stay-at-home mom, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that's interesting that you would say that. Um, mm. Things getting repetitive, especially if you're like in managing certain projects all the time too. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. a cadence to the way you do things as well. Yeah, um, I'd say that's the most difficult, yeah. So like, can you tell me of a project that you've managed that has been really exciting for you? Oh, yeah. So um, while, so for Turner Classic Movies, we have a big film festival that happens every year um, in the springtime. And it's basically just a four-day weekend of all these fans that come together to watch classic movies all day, every day for four days. (laughs) Really? Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's shocking actually to think like, oh, these people can still, they can, they can watch it on TV, but they're willing to pay to come to an event where they can just watch movies all day. Um, and everyone is like together. There's, so it is held in Hollywood. So there's multiple theaters. And so we have like, I don't know, maybe like six theaters or so that we rent out and show movies from on the clock from like 8 a.m. till midnight, basically, nonstop in all of these theaters. There are different movies. So it's like wow. we have a huge schedule. So fans get to choose like, I want to watch this movie at this time and this movie at another time. And so they'll kind of make their way to different theaters based on, you know, what they want to see. Oh, so fun. Yeah. Do you do you get to go to the event? I do. So I think like my favorite part of the job is the event production so it's for my role I'm working with the creative director in what is what is the assets that's like needed for this event you know we'll need signage we need banners you might um I don't know you'll need like premium like giveaway items like you know like t-shirts or things that you want to sell like hats and things like that and so anything that's printed is um what I work on with the creative director and I think that's just like the most fun is like coming it's like creating an environment where people will gather for some sort of purpose and so I think that's what I enjoy oh I Um, love that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so fun okay well okay so like have you ever run into like you know a last minute event like something bad happens and you have to fix it or something has that ever happened oh gosh yeah so many times <laughs> yeah because like project managing I feel like it would be it sounds like ideal to say as you're talking but I'm sure it is so stressful when things need oh, to yeah. be like rearranged and fixed and like um I don't know I guess I kind of I'm curious to like an example that maybe you'd have to kind of come in and like kind of manage the situation to make it work oh, yeah um so many times I'm trying to think of you know I think like so print is actually not something that I learned until I came into this role okay Um, maybe like 
a year and a half ago, actually. And when you say print, you mean like, what does that mean? Like any materials that needs to be printed. Okay. So like okay. marketing materials that need to be printed. Sure. I don't know anything about paper products, anything about like Adobe, like those softwares, yes, like yes. Photoshop, Illustrator. It's just, I'm just not savvy in those things. And so um, when I first came into this role, I didn't really know any of that. And my creative director, she actually naturally was slowly teaching me what's what's needed for this, what's needed for that, what kind of paper you're supposed to use, what kind of font you're supposed to use. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it was like <laughs> a lot a, to think about. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> and um, But then I remember like, I know she told me and I should have wrote it and I'm pretty sure I wrote it down, but I would always print stuff on the wrong things. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like note cards, like, yeah. like, let's just think about like, yeah, like just like note cards where you would write flashcards on. I would print it on like shiny paper. So you can't even use a pencil to write on. And um, I would print it for this event, like this big film festival. And I'm sitting here, I, I, printed like a thousand note cards on shiny paper and no one can write their own notes on and so um yeah it was and it's actually so before every film is shown in a theater we have a host that kind of comes up and kind of intros the movie like when it was made who it was made by and just like thanking the people for coming and things like that and so that's what those note cards are used for so sometimes it's used by a staff member like how, who works for Turner Classic Movies and sometimes it's used by like a talent like okay. someone more well known sure and so I'm sitting here printing the wrong paper <laughs> printed on the wrong paper they can't write any notes and um it's supposed to be given to like top level people and um so but I didn't know because my job I need to once the printed items arrive I need to open it up make sure that it's accurate or correct and then uh-huh. kind of distribute them but I didn't even, I didn't have time to do that because I was uh-huh. just setting up other things. And then by the time someone opened it, they're like, Sarah, we can't write anything on these. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? There are no cards. Why can't right. you write on it? And then they're like, no, it's shiny. And it's, it was so shiny that it was like, I'm trying to think of an example of like shiny paper, but. No, I think it, I know, know what you're talking about. Like just like really high gloss, right? Yeah. High gloss. Yeah. And um, so I ran and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just get you gel pens so I went to a staples down the street and brought gel pens thinking gel pens work and gel pens would smear all oh, over no the oh no paper. <laughs> so I was like oh my gosh I am not doing this right and I was like testing it out myself and um then I had to run back over so I did like two or three trips to staples and then I ended up going and then getting really fine tip sharpies yeah like permanent um, markers I feel like yeah and then work. that actually worked oh man um, I would say like, yeah, there's situations like that, that keep coming up where, you know, I may have made a mistake and it's kind of like high um, demand because it's on the spot. You got to kind of fix it so they can use it. Um, but I just had to make ends meet. I was like, let me find the closest staples. Let me go get something that will kind of solve this issue. Cause at that moment I couldn't reprint anything. Uh-huh. And so I had to use what I had. And so that's just kind of, I think that's but like, do you kind of like it? Like the adrenaline, I do. Like on the floor I do. Kind of stuff. Oh man, I do. I love it. I think it's like <laughs> that's where there it's like not the same as the daily routine of you know getting the cadence of the same projects over and over. It's like something different that came up, and so I think that's that's the fun part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, but it, 
fun, but like still like, you know, like stressful. Like I feel yeah. tense thinking about it. When everyone's staring at you and it's like, what's going on? Like, why isn't the right paper here? Yeah. <laughs> are you kind of like, so um, are you a perfectionist by like your personality or? Yeah. I would say so. Okay. Have you <laughs> had to learn so. to be like flexible in this job or do you feel like this job does demand perfection? I think a little bit of both. It's okay. like, it makes you like kind of on your toes, but um you just have to learn to be flexible. And like, so even like right now during this COVID season um, or this pandemic season, um, I work a lot with movie theaters and Mm -hmm. clearly they're shut down. And, um, you know, we expected them to be open at a certain date. And so I prepared everything, like all the assets ready to go on that date. Mm -hmm. Um, But then theaters keep pushing back when they're opening. And so those assets are not needed and we have to create new assets. And so- (gasps) that just keeps happening over and over because we just don't know when it's safe to go back into theaters. And so um, something like situations like that, I would say you just have to be kind of quick on your feet and learning and be flexible also to understand that, you know, not everything comes with a specific schedule and a specific plan that they may need to be shifted. And so, yeah. Oh my goodness. I didn't even think about that. I guess maybe (laughs) the festival might not even happen too, huh? Not for next year, I wouldn't yeah. think. So. Or we never know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, wait. So do Turner Classic Movies come out in theater too? So we have a series called Big Screen Classics where they show classic films in theaters like once or twice a month, and oh. so they have like we have a partnership um who like kind of helps fathom events. They help us kind of put that event. Yeah, on yeah, fathom. yeah. I know fathom. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, man I feel like so do you so you like it do you like your job I would say so (laughs) yeah I would say so um I definitely do I think I've learned to like it I think I've learned to throughout the years like start enjoying and knowing what I enjoy Mm. and so um I'd say now yeah it's it's a fun fun industry to be in Mm. um and you enjoy working in the media side. Do you feel like that or do you see yourself maybe wanting one day to, I don't know if you're allowed to say this in public, on a public platform, but like, <laughs> but like, you know, like, you know, I'm sure there are different aspects of marketing that you have explored or heard about, but for now, do you like media or is there something maybe you thought about going to later in life? That's, I haven't really thought too much into like where I would want to go. I think it's more, I enjoy where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm sure there's a world of opportunities out there. Um, And like I said, you know, I'm still discovering it. I'm still figuring it out day by day. And so when that time comes, I like, I'm like ready to cross that bridge when it comes kind of thing. I was just asking, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um as far as like further education um Sarah um is there any um yeah more education required for your job or do you feel like when you were in college you could have studied something different in order to prepare you better for the your current job right now um I would say in terms of my role um that everything I learned was mostly 
through my experiences, like my past internships and also just my current role, like being there, I think it was kind of like on the job type of learning. Um, But I'd say if I wanted to, I guess, just further my skill set, I would have wanted to maybe get a certification in project management. Mm, They Um, have that. mm -hmm, They do. It's like a PMP certification. And so I think that's something that I could possibly look into if I wanted to stay in this kind of role. Um, Do you, I mean, off the top of your head, do you, do you happen to know, like, like, why would you need this certification? Just credentials? Yeah, I think it's credentials. And also, I think a lot of companies, if they're looking for like a project manager, it's a requirement. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that would be my reasoning for it. And also just to learn what is, I guess, the proper process or what, what is, what is project management in terms of like a specific education and how to understand to, to go about it. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea they had something like that, but that makes <laughs> sense. Um, when you started at Warner Media, Sarah, did they mm-hmm. kind of just like throw you in the deep end or were, were there people there to kind of help you and train you a little bit? Um, I had my direct manager kind of teach me the ropes on the brand itself and understanding what the network is, um, what they believe in and kind of how they go about approaching projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like the print production and project managing, all of it didn't really come into play until about a year ago or a year and a half ago. Um, so halfway through my role, I would say is when it came in um, because of structural changes. And mm-hmm. so um, I think, yeah, did that answer your question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that? yeah. So yeah, like, so you kind of had the time to get where you are today, like to yeah. learn the tool sets that you need to manage projects before they kind of were like, here you go, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> manage all the projects. Exactly. It was just Got kind it. of like a learn and go process. Okay. And so, yeah. That's awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing um, your journey and your story. We're kind of coming at, I try to keep my interviews to about an hour and I feel like we could talk even more. Um, but uh, something I kind of ask all of my guests before we close our time together is um, if you have any advice, you know, any advice for somebody that uh, maybe is interested in a job in the media world, the broadcast world, or even just in project managing, um, or just advice at all, (laughs) anything at all. Um, hmm. Not to compare yourself with everyone else's pace, I'd say. Um, Like, you know, you see everyone else at a certain place in their life or their career and thinking that you also have to be there. I think that can feel very overwhelming or stressful. And so, um, yeah, like just everyone has their own pace. And so it's up to you to figure out what you like or what you dislike. And um, so lean into those experiences and um, every single moment happens to build to where you need to be. And they'll all make sense eventually, like for myself. So take your time, figure it out um, and enjoy every moment of it, I'd say. Yes, enjoy. So good. That's so good. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. I really appreciate you. Oh, no, thank you for having me. (laughs) 
All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of When I Grow Up. If you have questions for Sarah, which I'm sure she'd be happy to connect with you about her job, or if you have um, any comments at all, feel free to reach out through direct message on Instagram, whenigrowup.podcast, or you can email us at podcastwigu at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. See you next time. Bye.